Today on Locked On A's, I am joined by Lauren Campbell of Locked On Red Sox because we are trading everybody away this week, apparently. Uh, I had Stacey Gotsoulias of Locked On Yankees on yesterday. Today, Lauren Campbell is trying to take away some of the A's vaunted pitching staff. So uh, let's get into it, you guys. You are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's and Red Sox fans? Welcome to episode 385 of Locked On A's. I'm your host, noted baseball fan Jason Burke, and today I am joined by the outstanding Lauren Campbell of Locked On Red Sox. I always point to the wrong side. I don't know. No, I, I got that. All right, sweet. You did yeah. it. Look at you. <laughs> I can't motion to the other side because there's a window right here, so I don't have a lot of space. Um, so, yeah, I got Lauren over here, and uh, if you guys are new to the show, you guys can follow us at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. Lauren, where can people find you? You can find me at La 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 Lauren, three laws, Lauren with four R's, and Locked On Red Sox at L-O underscore Red Sox. So that one's a bit easier. <laughs> I like it. And also, thank you so much for making Locked On A's and or Red Sox your first listen of the day. But you, you DM'd me about a month ago and we're like, hey, how about those ace pitchers? Can I have some? And I was like, I don't know, maybe. And now it really looks like you might be able to have some if, you know, if the two sides can make a deal. And so that's what we're going to see if we can do today is make a deal for some of the pitching. But before we get into that, I do want to ask you one question that's been circling around my mind most of 2021. And that is, are the Red Sox good? I, I don't know still. <laughs> I know that they had a good season, but are they good? You know, I think this is what made that team so fun because it was kind of like 2013 when you just put a bunch of some like not star power players, but you had the, the fun guys. And that was kind of what 2021 was. I mean, this was supposed to be a bridge year and they had great players like Hunter Renfro and Kike Hernandez coming through when J.D. Martinez and Xander Bogarts couldn't really find their, their groove on the offense. So I do think they're good, um, which is kind of scary to say because most of that team is coming back. And it's they're trying to get better, especially now with Erod gone. So they have a lot of flexibility now to get a little better, and that's where your A's might come in. I mean, losing Erod, and this is this happened uh, just a couple of hours ago as we we're recording this. He signed with the Detroit Tigers. I did not look at the specifics. Was it like five years, eighty million, something like that? I, I'm not positive. Yeah, five years, seventy-seven mil, and that's what okay. Passon reported. So you're right around there. Yeah. All right. I, I took a glancing look and I was like, hey, what did he sign for? Hey, that's not bad. Good for him. And yeah. uh, I think there's an opt-out after two years, I, yep. I think, and some yep. sort of no trade clause. They, they were still working out the details when I went through the thread. I, I was very early on. So I'm sure the details have been reported by now. But he was a big part. And there was always, it felt like there was always a little bit of room for him to get to another level. And maybe he'll do that with Detroit. But I always liked Erod. He seemed like a, a good guy to have on staff. Yeah, I feel like he was a solid option. He certainly bounced back in the postseason with the Red Sox this year. Um, he started the season 5-0, and and then he kind of struggled throughout the year. But I think he'll have a better role in Detroit. It's like a two or three starter. He'll be able to kind of elevate himself. But 
good for him. I thought he was going to take the qualifying offer, boost his stock, and yeah. get get a big deal next season. But uh, I mean, good for him. They've got a really fun young staff over there in Detroit, and uh, I'm intrigued to see what other moves they do because this this isn't going to be it. I would assume you don't strike this early on a guy like that who's not necessarily going to put you over the top or put you into contention anytime soon, but he's a nice piece to have. And that's good money that he's getting. So I'm intrigued to see what else the Detroit Tigers do. I got my eye on you, uh, whoever runs that team. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So they, they lost Erod. There's a couple of other free agents on the market as well for the Red Sox. What is the plan for Boston this winter? Obviously we're going to talk about pitching, but what, what, what do they need right now? I think that what they well, especially after losing Erod, they need another starter. This could open up the door for a reunion with Garrett Richards, but he really shined out of the bullpen. But either way, they need a starter and a reliever, maybe two relievers. That'd be nice just to be to have that reliability and stability because they did not have that, especially in the postseason. That that was the downfall so many times. Uh, the bullpen could not hold on to to a lead. Um, the offense, I think is fine. It just went quiet in the final two or three games against the Astros. So I think that the offense itself is, is fine. I think that it's dangerous through and through the lineup, but you really need to look at this pitching because it's really been an issue for the team the last few years. It's always been the bullpen and trying to get a starter to go more than four or five innings. I think the last time we talked, it was. July? When did you take over? Because it was like right when you uh, you came on to Locked on Red Sox. It was July. And I believe that Garrett Richards had been struggling because he was not allowed to use sticky stuff anymore. He said that he was finding success in the bullpen. Uh, that's interesting. What did he do different? I'm just intrigued by Garrett Richards right now. So, You know, I think it was just a matter of not needing to go through the, the rotation there for three or four times. And he was able to really focus and like work on his stuff. I believe he said that he even was throwing pitches that he never threw before. And he was trying to learn that because once you take away that sticky stuff, I mean, we saw it even with, you know, Garrett Cole, he had an issue with it. And Garrett Richards was, you know, very, very vocal about needing it and being like, thank God it's happening now in my career. I was never going to be a hall of famer anyway. But, you know, I think that changing your focus and realizing that you can elevate your stuff and use maybe a, a curveball more or a splitter more. And then mm -hmm. when you're, I mean, it's not easy to learn a new pitch, especially when you're yeah. 34 and you're, you know, you're past your prime and you are what you are, but he found ways to attack the lineup and elevate his pitches to his advantage because he knew he wasn't going back into the starting rotation. I just started a new job and I'm trying to learn new things. I'm like, ah, oh, man, this is rough. I have to say for here or to go for everybody okay cool Let, let's do it and i forget sometimes and then they're like okay well what cup do they want and i'm like no idea it's great uh i love working in coffee i love talking to people so it's fun um yeah do you have any questions for me about the a's real quick before we uh send it over to our first sponsor of the day what the heck are they doing like are they just is, is there a fire sale <sighs> going on over there that is a great question i don't know yet We'll figure it out. Uh, obviously, I think that with Bob Melvin, there was a mutual respect and Bob Melvin loved being with the A's, but you could see that he was getting a little bit, you know, not tense or you know, anything like that, but he was like, I really wish that we could do more. And the San Diego Padres,
perfect opportunity for anybody, and especially somebody as well-renowned as Bob Melvin. I'm so happy that somebody that I like gets to go manage that team. Jace Tingler didn't know anything about him. Don't care. But yeah. Bob Melvin is going to be great over there. I'm so happy for him because the San Diego Padres, who doesn't like the San Diego Padres and Fernando Tatis? It, that's going to be a fun, fun time. And so that could be writings on the wall and, you know, everything's going to be, you know, terrible. And it probably is because uh, I've been bookmarking this winter as the, the time that the A's were going to sell for over a year now. It just That's just how it works every time. Uh, so was it necessarily a sign of things to come or was it already going to be happening and he wanted to get out? We'll see. Uh, they still need a new ballpark. That's really the main focus of the winter. If, if the A's can get some good votes, get a good uh, EIR environmental impact report uh, in their favor, and then get some binding votes with the city, the county, the Port of Oakland itself, then uh, it's going to be a good offseason, no matter who's on the team, because uh, it's going to be dark, dark times. But these have, as I've said a few times uh, to guests now, um, they, they have 13 free agents. And so for them to compete again with while keeping everybody, when their uh, payroll's already at like $85 million, oh, I think it's $79 million now, they're not going to go spend a bunch of money to go get better free agents. It's like, all right, well, what, what are you going to do here? How are you going to fill all of these spots? You can't just pay everybody league minimum. So um, it just kind of makes sense if they're going to start trading guys right now, if they're not going to be spending money. And uh, they got some really, really good guys to trade right now. You got Frankie Montas, whose value is extremely high right now. Uh, Matt Olson's coming off an MVP season. If it wasn't for Shohei Otani and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and maybe another player, uh, he'd definitely be in consideration most seasons to be the actual American League MVP. It's just rough season to have your breakout year. And so they got those two guys as real valuable trade chips. They also got some younger guys that they could hold on to, but they could be blown away for somebody like Sean Murphy and see what happens there. So they could go all the way down to the studs and trade anybody with a bunch of value, no matter how long is on their contract, or they could go and trade, you know, your Olsons, your Montas, and, you know, prep, maybe Matt Chapman, depending on what the offers are that they're receiving. But you also got uh, Chris Bassett and Shamanai that are on, you know, one-year deals at this point, basically. So uh, it could be just, just the core, or it could be all the way down to the studs, and maybe we recognize like Seth Brown and maybe Ramon Laureano next year. And then it's a bunch of, it's 25 other new guys. Uh, it'll be interesting. So that's what's going on with the A's right now. But uh, we, I've got a question for you, and I'm going to ask it coming up after the break. I'm going to ask you, uh, who are you after on the A's? So we're going to get into that coming up in just one minute. So stay locked in. We're locked on A's and Red Sox. We'll be right back. We're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever beef. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code locked on to receive your bonus. That is code locked on, all caps. It's highlighted if you can do that. All caps, locked on, one word. That's the code that you want to use for your 50% welcome bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait to take advantage of all of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. And that's because Bet Online is where the game starts. 
Welcome back to the Locked On A's and Red Sox crossover podcast. Thank you so much for making both of our shows your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. One more time, I am at ByJasonB on Twitter. You can also follow the show at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. We're also on YouTube, just like Lauren. And uh, if you guys have any questions for the A's or about the A's, not for them, I guess about them, um, it'd be LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. And I'm going on paternity leave, so send me some questions so I can get some episodes in the bank, please. Uh, LockedOnAthletics, gmail.com. Lauren, one more time, where can the people find you? Uh, find me on Twitter at la 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 Lauren. Three laws, Lauren, and four R's. Locked on Red Sox. Also on Twitter at lo underscore Red Sox. Send all the questions to the DMs. They're both open, mine and Locked on Red Sox. So if you have any questions, send those right on over. I really love asking for your social handles because it <laughs> makes me laugh every time. And I think that just in in the middle of segments, I'm going to be like, hey, Lauren, what was your uh, Twitter handle one more time? <laughs> it's going to be a lot of... <laughs> All right. So I said before the break, I was going to ask Lauren this important question that'll be the jumping off point, I guess, for the rest of the episode. And that is, uh, hey, who do you want on the ace? Who is intriguing to you? I know we've talked pitching. Is there anybody else? Uh, which specific pitchers? Who are you looking at? Um, I really like Sean Manaya. He's a okay. he's a dependable left-hander, and now the Red Sox need a left-hander after losing Erod. And also, it wouldn't hurt because as much as Chris Sale is a very proven pitcher, this is going to be his first full season back from Tommy John. It's um, you know, it's positive that he'll have a full off season. He'll have a normal off season. Granted, you know, anything with the CBA and potential work stoppage, but he will have kind of everything normal for the first time in two years. So that's definitely reassuring, but it won't hurt to have him as um, as a Sean Manaya as a dependable left-hander there. $10.2 million left on his contract, so it's really not that much money, says me, who doesn't make $10.2 million a year. But, um, you know, that's I think that's still doable. I think that's it's obviously much cheaper than what Erod was going to get on a qualifying offer, if that was the case. Um, and he as the Red Sox know, can be unhittable at times. I mean, he no hit the Red Sox in 2018 against Chris Sale. Um, so he can be really, really dependable. And I think that, I think he had 33, 32 starts for Oakland last year. So, yeah. and, you know, it's up there with Evaldi who can start 30 plus games and that's, that's dur durability. And sometimes the Red Sox have struggled having a durable pitcher. I really like Sean Manaya, and I wouldn't mind if the Red Sox just kind of like, come on over. <laughs> That is a very intriguing option. There, there are definitely pluses and minuses with Sean Manaya. And uh, I thought that you were going to go Frankie Montas. So that is intriguing to me. Um, also, he's a lefty, so it makes a lot of sense with Erod, as you were saying. That's kind of where I, th I was like, she might go Manaya. Let's see how this goes. Um, I know that his numbers aren't sterling overall for the 2021 season, but he had a really rough August. And that's because I, I, I think his arm got tired. And he pitched through it and just because the A's needed, they needed him to pitch. And Chris Bassett had just gotten hit in the face. So they needed him to pitch. They were already pulling from their depth to try and stay in contention. And uh, he had like a nine ERA. But otherwise, I mean, for the entire season, he had like a three nine ERA. So that's how good he was the rest of the year. And I think that he can be that guy. He, he can every now and then he'll get into trouble early and he'll go like four innings. But he can also go nine innings and give up like three hits. He's He started pitching inside up to uh, righties with his fastball. He started being more confident in his pitches, and you can see that a lot in 2021. And so he's a very solid pitcher. He is one of the nicest people that you will ever meet. 
And uh, I have many fun Sean Mania stories. I, I love that guy. I definitely uh, would like to see him just be happy. So if he would be happy with Boston, that'd be great. One intriguing thing for me, if he was to go to the Red Sox, is I think he's had two starts in Fenway. Neither of them has gone particularly well. So is it just pitching in Fenway or is it facing the Red Sox in Fenway? One of those two things means that he might be okay for the Red Sox. The other one uh, is not a great acquisition. So does that worry you at all? I don't because it's not too many starts. It's a small sample size. And it's, I mean, it'd be easy to say either way. But for me, I feel like it's because it's the Red Sox. It is a strong offense. And Shamanaya has also been good against other strong offenses as well. I think that if maybe he had six or seven starts at Fenway and they were all kind of bad, I'd be like, oh, well, we can't just have a pitcher who's good on the road. Um, even though the Red Sox in general are, are a good road team year after year, it seems, but, um, not, that doesn't worry me too much. Um, you know, his, his ugly August doesn't really bother me too much. I feel like when you're a pitcher and you are a pitcher who's like relied upon that you're going to get overused, especially when you're in a playoff race toward the end of the season, they're just going to tote you out there and be like, give us all you can. And who's not going to do that on a competitive team. But I think that at the end of the day, I think it's just facing the, the Red Sox offense I don't think it's Fenway Park. Hopefully it's not Fenway Park because when the Red Sox do get him, we don't want to we don't want to him to struggle at Fenway because uh, what's that? 80 games divided by five. I can't do math, so, but it's, it's a good amount of starts at Fenway. <laughs> uh, what is that? Like 13? Somewhere in there? It's right there. I, I'm yeah. good at like approximation math, but not necessarily off the top of my head. Oh, yeah, that's a weird number. Um, yeah, so. I think he'd be a good fit, honestly. I think that he'd do well there. Uh, I don't know how much the you know pitching to righties there would uh, impact him just because of the the green monster. Maybe that's a new thing that he'd have to deal with. It is there are more pitchers or uh, hitters parks in the AL East than there are in the AL West. So could that impact his numbers? Would it matter because the Red Sox have a much better offense than the A's? Um, these are all things that would be very very interesting questions to find out, and you'd have. One year to figure it out because that's what's left on. You know, he's arbitration eligible, so the projection right. that uh, is you know ten point two, I believe. And uh, yeah, it'd be a very very intriguing guy to go after. And uh, we're gonna see if we can put together a trade package coming up here in just one minute. So stay locked in with Locked On A's and Red Sox. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Locked On A's and Red Sox. We are having a special crossover. I'm about to attempt to trade Shamanaya to the Red Sox. We're going to see if we can work out a deal. Uh, before I get into that, though, I do want to say uh, I thought that you were going to go after Shamanaya, and I was like, I don't know that there's going to be a deal here because his value, according to the baseball trade uh, you know, simulator website that uh, I just use is you know, comparing, not necessarily this is exactly what you need to get for this guy, but like, hey, this is kind of where you know they're valued. What, what are we kind of looking at here? And it's what I use for the Yankees crossover that I did. And uh, I thought that I... I asked for a lot, but according to the values, it was about right for Matt Olson. So uh, everybody seems to either be very angry or very happy about that, depending on which team you root for. So with this one, it was Frankie Montas is one of the A's most valuable guys. And other than the top two prospects on the Red Sox, which would basically either the A's would be getting a lot of surplus value or be like a one for one trade. It didn't really make a lot of sense. So picking Shamanaya, makes a little bit more sense from a trade perspective, I think, valuation-wise. And so 
I'm intrigued by that. Um, you could just give us straight up uh, Xander Bogarts if you want. Um, I don't think that that would be with the A's financial plan. I don't, I don't think the Red Sox would want to do that, but uh, you guys would have some surplus value according to the website. So there's that just because he's owed $20 million. That's, that's the only thing it's hampering that, but I could see like a Jeter downs and then maybe a piece or two package. Um, Jeter downs is right there. Uh, you got Chamonix at 18.5 valuation. So that's where we're, we're pulling from right there. And then Jeter downs is in at 11.8. He's obviously from the Mookie Betts trade uh, with the Dodgers and He's a middle infield prospect. I don't know that the A's need more middle infield prospects, but he is a good prospect. And I could see, I could see the A's just like, hey, let's just keep getting the best players that we can. And for Sean Manai, you're not going to be getting one of those top tier guys. So why not get a pretty good guy? And so Jeter Downs makes a little bit of sense as the centerpiece of this deal. Another deal involving Jeter Downs. And then one guy that I really like is uh, Brian Mata. I know that he just had Tommy John surgery, but he seems intriguing to me. I also like his name. Um, and so those two guys combined would be uh, 17.8. And then for no reason uh, other than his name, really, I like Thaddeus Ward. Thaddeus Ward, the number 20 prospect on the uh, Red Sox baseball or uh, MLB prospects uh, Red Sox list is uh, interesting. He has an 81 to 85 mile per hour late biting slider that he can control. And the A's need more. Uh, they need more heat. They need more slider action. They don't have those things. They are more pinpoint control guys. And they got a Thaddeus Ward is a guy that can control his slider, get swings and misses with guys reaching off the plate. I like that. He's also 24 years old, so he's not going to be necessarily as closely guarded, I don't think. I think that he could be a throw-in to a potential package. So I think that that's what I would be offering Am I super happy about it? Not necessarily, but um, I think that that would be roughly the framework that we'd be working with is Jeter Downs, Brian Mata, and Thaddeus Ward. I don't hate it, but I am a little hesitant to trade Jeter Downs because he is showing a lot of potential. Mm -hmm. The whole Mookie trade, like, do you really want to trade another piece from the Mookie? Not another piece, but not that we've traded other from the Mookie trade, but do you want to trade a piece that you acquired from a Mookie trade that was so not really received well in Boston and among Red Sox fans for a number of reasons, but would you want to be like, oh, I can just see Red Sox fans now being like, oh, they, <laughs> yep, they, they, they lost the Mookie trade. And look, here they go trading all their farm system guys away. Um mm -hmm. Brian Mata is certainly interesting. He is coming off the Tommy John surgery. That's always risky, but you look at Evaldi, who's had it twice and is just dominant all of a sudden. Um, it looks setbacks here and there, but he's had his time. And then, um, oh, my brain just died. Who? What was the? Who was the third one? You said uh, Thaddeus Ward. Thaddeus Ward. Duh. Um, <laughs> you know, they're all. Would I want to trade all three? Yes. Yes, you Ugh, I don't yeah. know. I think that's I think that's a big ask. Um, One year of Shaw Mania. Well, that's <laughs> you know, if if the, if we could uh you know do like a sign he would trade uh, bleh, the, the Red Sox would trade for Sean mm -hmm. Mania and be able to sign him. Mm -hmm. Um however, I mean that's a risk too. You don't really know what you're gonna get with him. You get but you do get the the durability, the 30 plus starts. Mm -hmm. Um, do you want to give up potential pitching prospects in a farm system where you don't you never really had that for a while and it's starting to build up again just to get one year of Shamanaya. 
I'm going to say no. If I'm high in bloom, I'm I'm respectfully saying no. I'm not just hanging up the phone. I will say goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's intriguing. I it is. Is there an offer out there that you would consider? Because Jeter Downs, it basically goes, you know, you got Jaron Duran, who I don't think the A's would be interested in because he's 25. And you're like, all right, well, we could use him. And he's got you know, five years of control, but he's only two years from arbitration. And how does that fit into our window? You want guys that probably haven't made the majors yet. Um, but he's good. He, he's a good player. Uh, and I then you got, uh, I, I'm going to say Tom York. I don't actually know his first name, but York. Nick York. <laughs> Nick York. Uh, Tom York is the singer for Radiohead. Uh, are they still a band? I don't know. Um, and his value is also more than Shamanias. So the the fifth ranked prospect, according to the pipeline in the Red Sox uh, system, is Jeter Downs. And then you go down and it's, uh, I only wrote down last names. Yeah, I got Bellow. Brian Bellow? No. Bellow, Bellow, Bellow. I'm having I'm a Monday, man. Here. <laughs> uh, we recorded with, it is Brian, Be uh, uh, Brian, but B-R-A-Y-A-N, Brian. Um, I was right. Okay. I've looked at these names a lot. Uh, he is also a righty. And so it'd be a couple of righties. It'd be, you know, Bello and Mata, and then it'd be more players, which could be nice, I guess. Um, it's just a matter of finding the right combination of guys. Cause they're probably going to want somebody like a blaze Jordan, who's, you know, 18 and was already in a ball and is a couple of years away from debuting, but is his defense going to be good enough to allow him to play third base or is he going to move over to first base? There's a lot of questions. He's a, he's a bat guy. And also are the A's going to be breaking ground in Oakland? Because it looks like there could be a wind tunnel that could really diminish lefty bats. So would they want somebody like blaze Jordan playing first base for them? And also What's going on with Tyler Soderstrom? Uh, is he going to be playing first base instead of catching for the A's? There's a lot of stuff at play, and I don't know that the two teams necessarily match up perfectly for a trade, but there is one that could be had if you find the right pieces. Oh, absolutely. And I think, too, some of the problems the A's have, the Red Sox have them, too. I mean, mm -hmm. you have Xander Bogart, who potentially could opt out after the 2022 season. Mm -hmm. You have Raphael Devers, who's almost a liability at third base. Could you move Xander to second or third, move Raphael Devers as a DH after J.D. Martinez's uh, contract expires after next season? Uh, could you sign somebody to maybe take over second base as a whole? Because um, Christian Arroyo is not the answer. No offense to Christian Arroyo, but he's just not like the long-term answer. You also have Marcelo Meyer in the farm system who the Red Sox drafted. Could you put him at uh, short, Xander at second, but then who goes to third? So it's, you know, there's a lot of um, moving pieces for, I think, both the Red Sox and the A's. Um, I think there's a lot of log jams that could potentially happen. Um, when it comes to Jaron Duran, I don't think the Red Sox would want to trade somebody, um, again, who has been a, such a high prospect. I mean, they traded... Mm -hmm. Andrew Benintendi, and he had so much potential in him. You trade, you make this big trade for Chris Sale, but you would, I mean, you would do that trade over again with Michael Kopech um, and Yohan Mankata. So you, you you get rid of these prospects who are high on the list. And 100%, you'd always do that Chris Sale trade. But do the Red Sox want to continue to trade away these high prospects before they even have the opportunity to really tap into their potential? Um Andrew Benintendi, I think that there's still so much more there to be had. Same with Jaron Duran. Everyone was so adamant about calling him up to the Red Sox this year. The Red Sox finally call him up and they're like, oh, 
he's not that good. He's just fast. And it's like, <laughs> you need to let these guys develop a little. Like, yes, he's 25. So he's on the quote unquote older side for prospects. But I think that they're not ready to give up on him. And then you also have Tristan Cassius in the in the farm system there. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're, log jams are, are ready to happen. Um, and I think that's probably what will keep the A's and Red Sox away from each other in a trade just because they have so many similar problems in that respect where it's like, do we have room for somebody to come in here and just like, eh, we'll, we'll figure it out. Cause the Red Sox did a lot of that last year and it just did not work out very well. Yeah. The A's got a lot of outfield uh, prospects that need to be added to the 40 man roster ahead of the rule five draft. So uh, I have no idea what, what they're doing with the outfield right now. It's probably going to be Ramon Loriano who's suspended for a month uh, after, you know, the PED suspension from 2021. And then uh, you got Seth Brown and Steven Biscotti. And then we'll see what happens from there. It'll be fun. And then also they, they've got prospects like Luis Barrera or Cody Thomas that uh, could be vying for a starting position in spring training to fill in for Ramon Laureano. But you're relying a lot on both Seth Brown, who has nice power. He doesn't hit lefties, though. So he needs to work on that this offseason. Hopefully that's what he's doing. I would love that. Um, and then Steven Biscotti, who's been injured, but he can hit lefties pretty good. He just can't hit righties. And so you would just imagine that's a platoon pl- partnership right there. And then you're like, all right, well, who's filling up center and left at that point? And you're like, I don't know. So uh, it's a good time. Good time to be an A's fan. You already have all these holes. And Jaron Duran could fill one of those. But at the same time, do you want like a one for one kind of deal? The, the valuation, that that's the valuation. Maybe it would happen, but I'm, I'm not sure that A's fans would be thrilled about a one for one for Sean Mania. Um, especially for a guy who's 25. And I mean, him being 25 could win the A's benefit for those arbitration years because he is a little bit older and maybe he would cost a little bit less as he gets further into arbitration. Uh, or maybe he stinks. <laughs> Only time will tell on that one. Uh, it'll be fun. But that is all I got for you, Lauren. Lauren, do you have any other uh, parting thoughts that you would like to share with the audience or myself? I think it's just going to be a fun off season for both teams. I mean, the A's are in a, this rebuild mode and the Red Sox um, are in a smaller rebuild, but coming off a surprising season. So I think that it's going to be very interesting off season for both teams here. And it's going to be a lot of fun. I look forward to um, definitely having you on again before the season starts and asking Absolutely. you one, one more time if the Red Sox are good. Um, I think that that's going to be my, my running thing as well as Lauren, where can the people find you on Twitter? <laughs> That's your favorite question. That might be your the number one question. <laughs> like, forget the Red Sox. What's your Twitter handle? <laughs> Let's plug that. Uh, but that is all that we got for you guys today. Thank you so much for making Locked On A's and or Locked On Red Sox your first listen of the day. Now go make Sully and Locked On MLB your second listen. Sully is available and free on all platforms. Uh, you can follow shows on YouTube. Uh, the Locked On A's program can be followed at, on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On A's. I am at by Jason B on Twitter. And once again, fill up that mailbag, my friends. Uh, LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Lauren, one more time. Uh, I, I have to. Where, where can people find you? <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at la 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 Lauren, three laws, Lauren with four R's, and the Locked On Red Sox Twitter at LO underscore Red Sox. I love it. All right. That's all we got for you guys today. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Until next time, go out and celebrate good times, Ace fans. And I will talk at you tomorrow. Tomorrow.